You're listening to Stand Tall and Own It, the podcast for high-performing female leaders who are ready to make an impact by discovering the safety that comes from understanding their own value and exercising their own authority. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, and I'm here to tell you it is time to just truly be you, my strong friend. It's time to stand tall and own it. Hey, welcome back. I'm Andrea Johnson, and I just hopped off one of my kind of bi-weekly calls with a fellow coach, and she's amazing, and we coach each other. Sometimes I need it, sometimes she needs it, um, but one of the things we talked about today is something I'd like to share with you and kind of get your feedback on and let you kind of examine where this shows up for you in your life. So we talked about, or she specifically talked about her childhood messaging and how one parent was one way and one parent was other, kind of on this continuum where, and this is kind of money mindset for her, where one was like always running with the in crowd and having all the stuff and always putting on the show to make it look like they had more money. And the other was being very involved in society. So it's like, you have to have the pecking order, all that kind of thing. And she said, in her mind, she still has that kind of going on. Oh, Lord, it looks a little bit like if you're not watching the video on this, it's a little bit like I'm flossing through my ears, right? But it's real. So she said, at some point, she realized she has no desire to be in the pecking order, So, but she's always aware of where she falls in the pecking order. And on the other hand, she has no desire to be running with the rich people, but she doesn't want to look poor, right? So those are always present in her, but she has what I would say stepped out of the continuum. She has stepped off that line. And for those of us who haven't done that, it's like she did that at age 24, which I'm super jealous. But for those of us who didn't do that young, it's a little bit more of a long and winding road journey. And it really got me thinking because I was like, all right, so let's talk about my continuum um, because it really isn't a money mindset thing. For me, it goes back to being raised in a family that's, you know, my dad was a preacher before I was born, a, a pastor's kid, a missionary kid. Then I went to seminary, met my husband, I'm a preacher's, a youth minister's wife, a pastor's wife, a Bible study teacher. I mean, I nearly have a master's of divinity. So for me, a lot of it was that continuum of my mom was all about what you looked like, right? So I show up here, I still got lipstick on. You know, it's like I got lip gloss on. Um, I have a little bit of makeup on. Um, and then my dad is super duper rule follower. If you're an Enneagram person, um, my mom could have been a three. I don't know. We lost her in 2017, so I'm really not sure I could I could go back and examine. My dad, I'm pretty sure, is a one. Me, I'm six. <laughs> Wing seven, right? So I'm somewhere in the middle, which I think this is just a great analogy. Um, but... For me, being on that continuum, I was always worried about what I looked like. Uh, I fell more, um, I, I, I can't say I fell on one side or the other. I fell right in the middle, right? So it was like, I followed all the rules. I did everything I was supposed to do. And I'm not saying that my dad gave me all these rules. It's like, this is kind of the two thought processes I grew up thinking in. And I think it's just really important to recognize. So I grew up with all the rules. I followed all the rules. I did the things I was supposed to do. I doubled down on the rules when it became like questionable. It's like, where do I want to be in the rules? And some of that was theological. Some of it was political. Some of it was uh, making sure I did like all the college thing. But then there was this other piece over here where 
it had to do with how, how I appeared to other people. So, um, my first foray into therapy and, um, weight loss and personal growth and development was, I put myself in the hospital for bulimia and depression in a 12 week, well, I, 12 week program when I was, I turned 20 in the hospital. And so, um, it was a a deal. It was a big deal. Um, and in that program, one of the things they said to me was, cause you know, I was raised with, you don't wear white before Easter and you don't leave the house without makeup on, especially lipstick. And you wear things that flatter you, but you know, here I am, this person who I developed bulimia when I was in elementary and it was really, it wasn't a purging. It was just a binging. And so I was constantly like up and down in my weight, up and down. And it was just always on my mind to this day. I'm 18 years out from gastric bypass surgery and it's still on my mind, right? It's who I'm made. And I just have to live with that. It's who I'm made as. It's part of the nurture of growing up. But my friend who stepped out of her continuum at 24, I just told her, I said, so you need to understand, I have, I didn't fully step out of my continuum of between the rules and the looking well until I was probably 50. And I said, so knowing you gave me the courage to do that. And um, so back to my inpatient program, um, they said, and my, my parents would come in for group therapy, that kind of thing. Um, and my mother was upset one day and said, you know, we don't air our dirty laundry in front of other people because as a pastor's wife, she'd been brutally, not physically, but emotionally and mentally battered as a pastor's wife. It happens. Been there, done that. Uh, still, still there, but I have, we're in a lovely church and the people treat us really, really well, but it's, it's a hard life. Um, and she came from a family where appearances were everything. And I mean, so there's just all this stuff. So we don't air our dirty laundry, but then the other piece was the whole, what I look like. And, um, so my counselor said to me, Andrea, you wear a mask. I'm like, no, no. She's like, and it's not just your makeup. And I said, no, I don't. She's like, yeah, you do. She's like, okay, I want you to go for a week or two. I don't know. Remember how much it was. I want you to go without any makeup at all. And I'm like, but my parents are coming in to group therapy like later this week or, you know, and she's like, I know, like my mom will freak. <laughs> so here's the beautiful thing is that my mother walked in. She said, hmm, you know, got a stitch of makeup on my face. She said, you look a little different. I'm like, you know, 20 years old, 19 years old. Well, duh, I'm not wearing any makeup. <laughs> she said, yeah, I know you're not wearing any makeup. I can see that. You're different. You seem more settled. You seem more at peace. And I've shared that story many, many times. Um, and I, I told my friend on this call this morning, I said, I don't know that it really hit me. Because uh, I was like, let's say I was 20, right? <laughs> so it may not have really hit me until 30, 35 years later, what was really happening there. But that was also the beginning of my mother's personal growth. That was the beginning of my mother seeing, hmm, <clears throat> my daughter isn't just like me. And granted, we had conversations up until like literally 
days before she died about, did I apologize to you enough for not, <laughs> you know? Um, but that was the beginning of her journey as well. And um, my friend said to me, how beautiful your mother saw you and not what you looked like. So this is part of my journey into becoming an intentional optimist. It is not just to be optimistic and a good leader and to be all those things. Part of being an intentional optimist is playing out and honoring my core values, which are freedom, authenticity, and belonging. Used to be community, but I think I've kind of landed like deeper than community. It's belonging. And so what happened there was I was free to like be myself. I was authentic. It's like, you don't get any more authentic than no makeup, right? Um, maybe if I hadn't showered, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to shower. And I still belonged to my mother, right? So looking all the way back at like age 20 in the middle of a group 12-week program for bulimia and depression, my mother saw me and honored every single one of my core values in that one moment. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because you have core values. You have a continuum on which you were raised. What is yours? That's your takeaway today. What is the continuum on which you were raised and how does it show up for you today? And if you haven't done your core values work, do your core values work. I got a little course. It's easy. Just do it, right? It's like five or six modules total or four modules. I don't know. Anyway, do your core values work because when you do that, you'll be able to see, oh, that continuum. Those were boundaries that I didn't set for myself that somebody else set for me. And it's just like floss going through your head. It's going to be there forever. But this is an important concept. So where do you fall on the continuum? Have you stepped out of the continuum? Do you need to step out of the continuum? And what are your core values and how are they being honored? If they're not being honored, you're probably still on it and you need to get off it. If they are being honored, how are they? This is what it means to become an intentional optimist. It's a daily process. It is a lifestyle and I'm right here for it with you. Are you one of those people who follows all the rules but still feel like you're getting nowhere? Like your boundaries are constantly under attack and you're busy with all this stuff that just doesn't matter, constantly choosing between what's right for you or what's right for your organization? And with all that self-help information out there, how do you know exactly what's gonna work for you to help you overcome this stuff? Well, you can clear the clutter and become the exceptional leader you were meant to be when you know your core values. You see, when you don't, decisions are rough. Processes can be muddy and boundaries, forget it. But when you do, you live and lead with authenticity and passion. Just imagine feeling clear about your decisions, comfortable in your relationships, and confident in your boundaries. That's what my Uncovering Your Core Values digital course will do for you. You'll reveal your foundational convictions, allowing you to navigate any situation with your identity and authority intact. It's time to make some real impact, my friend. Head over to theintentionaloptimist.com forward slash values or click the link in the show notes and get clarity today.